Hello, I am Sandra Ezekwesili and you come to me for hard facts. The world keeps turning and you're trying to keep up. The fight against coronavirus has the option. But there's so much noise drowning out the news. Talking heads, broadcast messages, press releases. They're telling you their side, but you just want the facts. And that's why you come to me. I give you the statistics without spin. Out of 116 million working age Nigerians, 35.5 million are employed full-time. That's 30%. I give you the context. I give you the history. I fight fake news with facts. Kayode. Let me talk. No, I will, I will let you talk. Kayode. Kayode, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Kayode. That's why more and more Lagosians are tuning in. Half a million Lagosians. 720,000. 970,000 of you. They know that if you give me your afternoon, I will give you hard facts. I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. Right, uh, welcome back, and it's um, three minutes past five on 99.3 Nigeria Info, and um, this promises to be a big discussion we're having. Remember, you can join the conversation on 99.3 Nigeria Info on Twitter at Nigeria Info FM. At our Obo, follow us, um, comments, questions, we'd love to hear from you on WhatsApp. It's 0809-597-5805. Like you had, it's seven years after the... Um, watershed event happened in this country, the Chibok abductions. Uh, 276 girls were kidnapped in Bornu State. And up till now, at least 112 of those girls are still missing. All across the country, all across the world, it's been marked. And um, we are going to be looking at what lessons have been learned. Where are we today? And um, it doesn't look too good. Um, from that abduction that happened, you've had abductions happen in Dapchi, where 110 girls were abducted. One girl still remains in the captivity of um, the terrorist. Um, we have had 300 boys who were kidnapped in Kankara and Katsina State in 2012. All of them free. 27 boys kidnapped in Kagara in North Central uh, Niger State in February this year. Uh, all of them have been freed. You had to 79 girls kidnapped in Jangebe in Northwest Zanfara State, and then they were also filled, also freed. And it goes on and on, and it paints a picture of a country in the dire straits. Aisha Oyebode joins us this evening. She's a co-founder of the Bring Back Our Girls group, a group which was formed right after the abduction of the Chibok, Chibok girls and religious. They have continued uh, to demand that all the girls be set free and alive also too. They've also had meetings happen in Abuja and Lagos. I know of the Unity Fountain in Abuja where meetings have happened daily for several years uh, just to make sure that they get the government to get all of those girls from the Chibok Secondary School out. Great to have you, Aisha Oyebode, join us on Hat Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. Hello, good evening. Good evening. It's a pleasure to have you join us. And, and thank you very much on this um, momentous day uh, which we have done every other day. My mind goes back uh, to the year uh, this happened. I think it was obviously Kwesili. I did speak with the, the first year this happened. And then seven years down, um, we're still having this discussion about the Chibok girl. But first and foremost, let's get your reaction to this day, um, the 14th of April 2021, if you take your mind back seven years ago. You know, um, I, when I take my mind back to seven years, I still can't get over the shock mm. 
um, I think that, um, and seven years later, I'm just as shocked um, that such a thing could have happened. And I suppose, really, um, you'd have thought, okay, after so many additional abductions and so many women being um, kidnapped by Boko Haram, that it would sort of lessen that um, shock. But it hasn't, because in reality... We still have 112 girls still in captivity, Hmm. you know. Hmm. And more importantly, we cannot account for them. I think that is even more worrying. Hmm. So we don't have any data or any inclination Hmm. or even any indication after seven years of exactly what it is that could have happened to those 112 girls. Hmm. We are speculating. Hmm. um, Those in charge... Uh, speculating, I think it's very, 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 very unfortunate. Mm. The other reason why it is shocking, you know, seven years after, is that girls who were abducted at that time, who then came back to us, Mm. had written diaries Mm. whilst they were in abduction, um, whilst they were still, uh, you know, um, in captivity. captivity. And they had said to us, at the time when Boko Haram went to their school, they were actually looking for food and a block-making machine. Now, can you just imagine Hmm. that, you know, it's almost as if it's unimaginable that, you know, the sheer incompetence of it. We knew Hmm. at that time that children were at risk at school. Hmm. Um, Buninyati had happened about a month and a half earlier, they had killed 59 boys, mm. locked the girls away and said to them, go home. School is not a place for girls. Mm. So these people could not believe their luck mm. when they went into Chibok. And there were over 300 girls sitting exams, mm. you know, just waiting to be abducted. They actually abandoned the food. They yeah. abandoned the machinery, mm. right? Mm. And then started commandeering vehicles and then they carried these girls. It took them almost 24 hours to get to the fringes of Sambisa Forest. They were outside Sambisa Forest for three days. Hmm. So we allowed the trail to get cold. Eventually, we were, yes, fortunate, and, you know, girls were um, rescued, 107 of them in Hmm. total, of the ones that actually made it into captivity. Hmm. But till today, we Hmm. cannot account for 112 girls. It's just unimaginable. Hmm. And you know the frustration, I remember when they were abducted, before, before the trail got cold, there was a denial, you know, until the movement had to begin and we got a lot of global uh, attention and, and stick for not doing anything on time uh, to make it happen that the girls uh, be set free as quickly as possible. And all of that could have been avoided, if uh, a great point you make, if the security operators at that point in time had taken the right steps. There was disbelief and um, people uh, had all sort of um, nonsensical conspiracy theories uh, running back and forth from the top to the bottom. It was such a such a hor- horrendous time in the history of this nation. But um, if you go forward a, a bit and then you look at um, what has happened, we, we, the, the 112 who are still in captivity, seven years on, um, I know that the clamor for, by the Bring Back Our Girls group was for openness, transparency, and for the government and the, the security authorities to say, this is what we are doing and where we are so that the parents and, and everyone concerned can be in the information loop. 
Is there any information from the government now saying this is what we are doing to assure you that the 112 um, girls still in the captivity of uh, the terrorist group will get free? Not as far as we know. Mm. And if you want evidence that there's clearly no clarity and no change of policy, mm. is you've listed all of the abductions that have happened recently. Right. And all of them from schools. Right. You know, it's the same level of denials. It's the same level of um, lack of transparency. It's the same level of lack of accountability. I just cannot imagine how we will send children to school and not be able to account for them. Hmm. What is even mind-boggling sometimes is the fact that they're disputing the numbers. I need to be able to understand how you can be a principal or a head teacher in a school hmm. and children are abducted and you are mulling the numbers over and you're quite, not quite sure how many children were abducted, how many children do you have in your school. These are the kind of things that have not changed since Chibok. Hmm. In fact, they've become worse. In the last few months, right. I think the total number of uh, children, um, that I think it's almost over 600 right. that have been abducted and returned and so on. You know, so we haven't learned anything. In fact, you, 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 under, you understate the numbers even from 2014 to date. What we hear, we see, is about 1,030 students who've been abducted and then set free and then, you know, have been put in harm's way um, like some sort of Russian roulette. But in, in case you just join us on 99.3 Nigeria Info, we're on with Aisha Oyebode, who is a, a co-founder of the Bring Back Our Girls group, the group which was formed after the abduction of 276 uh, girls at the Chibok uh, Government College in Bornu State. And we're looking at seven years after whether lessons have been learned or not. But while, while the 112, we've, we, we, we hope and pray something happens as quickly as possible, because I cannot imagine the horror the families of these girls ha have been put through. Um, the, the ones that have been released, um, some update on what, what exactly is happening with them. Are they getting on with their lives? And um, um, what's the story around them? Well, to the extent that... Oh, okay, uh, sorry. And let me just... When you said I was... The 600 I was actually looking at was in the last year or so. Ah, okay. I, 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 oh, look at that. I stretched back to 2014. Okay. Oh, 2014. Oh, oh if right. you do the figures from 2014, I don't know that if you know that in November 2014, mm. after the Chibok girls, mm. um, 501 children were abducted from a school in Damasak. This is Damasak right. that was um, attacked about two or three days ago. Mm. Over 501 children, not a trace though today. There's a gentleman, 16 members of his family were abducted, children from the age, so some of them took refuge in the school, Zana Mobati school, that's what it's called, mm. between the ages of two and 17, 501 children. We're missing mm. in that one incident. Mm. 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 So it's um, the numbers, I think, between 2014 and now are just outrageous. Um, I was actually just looking at in the last, you know, um, few months mm. since um, the Kankara boys were taken. Right. But you're probably right. I'm probably still underestimating, mm. you know, um, the numbers. But, you know, mm. those are, you know, the numbers I was thinking were in the region of 600. So mm. maybe they're closer. Mm. to, um, you know, seven, eight hundred. But in terms of the ones that are back, right. you know, the truth of the matter is that, and that's one of the greatest concerns for most of us that are working in this um, area, right. is the fact that, you know, um, violence against women and girls 
has become the hallmark of the Boko Haram insurgency, mm. right? And so there's a special kind of terrorism, you know, um, that is being... So there's terrorism generally, but in terms of the way in which they are handling women and girls, there's a special kind of terrorism. And so in, in, in order to um, make it very difficult for women and girls to return, mm. as soon as they are abducted, mm. and we do the kind of thing we do here, which is that we give any room, rape happens very, very, very quickly. Hmm. Beatings happen, starvation happens. Hmm. And even the Chibokos who came back, hmm. some of them will tell you about this. If you recall, at least five, four of them came back with young children. Very true. And this is the, these are the ones that came back. The ones that didn't come back, we don't know under on which condition they are held. Most of them were forcibly married. Mm. And, you know, so some people think, oh, if you cloak something in marriage, you know, it makes it legitimate. No, it doesn't. doesn't. And in fact, forced marriage in conflict is a crime against humanity. Right. You right. cannot force a woman to marry you because it's beyond, so it goes beyond just the um, sexual assault. Mm. The marriage element of it comes with other psychological and, you know, um, you know, very challenging um, um a uh, type of victimization, mm. you know, mm. against these women and girls. Now, there are some that have, are back. They've been put in school, both in Nigeria and outside of um, Nigeria. Mm. Many of them are rebuilding their lives. The one thing you can say about a community like Chibok is mm. that they're very, very, very resilient. Mm. So, and one of the things they always said, even as far back as 2015, 2016, before the first set of girls, were found. They mm. said to us, any condition, whether they are married, whether they are unmarried, whether they have children, whether they've been raped, whether they've been, you know, whatever it is that have happened, they want their daughters back in mm. any condition. Mm. Mm. And that is one of the things that they've actually managed to do quite well, is to be able to embrace those girls back into their communities. Mm. But is there still stigma? Yes, there is. And those whose children are not have not returned also so stigmatized mm. because it's like, oh, why did your own ch child not come back? Then maybe there's something. You understand what I'm saying? Maybe right. they they decided to stay behind. No, that's not what has happened. Right. And I think that that is where also in dealing with the long term consequences mm. of these abductions, we need to start thinking what even ourselves as a people. Hmm. Do you understand what right. is it that we ought to begin to start redefining in terms of our approach to these kind of um, situations? Hmm. There weren't too many and they're happening too frequently. Too and frequently. the impact on our children and the next generation of Nigeria's children is unquantifiable. Right. And, and this is a very important part, uh, uh, Mr. Yebode, because it's something you've done for a number of years, even before the Chibok um, uh, incident. You were involved with um, girl-child education and the advocacy around it because of um, the sort of horrendous pictures, which was already springing up across several parts of uh, northern, Niger northern Nigeria. And the Safe School initiative was birthed, you know, following the Chibok incident. I remember the... I remember the monies that were raised, 30 million U.S. dollars then, uh, 30 pilot school project, 500 schools were being targeted. You had the former U.K. Prime Minister, Gordon Brown, uh, step in. And uh, I remember the now World Trade Organization, uh, DJ, laying the blocks in Chibok for the rebuilding of the school. 
And if you're going to assess what has happened in seven years following uh, the, the year after the 2015 the, the Safe School Initiative happened, and you think about the abductions that have happened afterwards and the schools are even worse off than where they were, uh, people keep asking, so what happened to the Safe School Initiative if this was supposed to be at least a step in the right direction in preventing the reoccurrence uh, of uh, the, the, the abduction that happened in Chibok? You know, it's, it is just heartbreaking hmm. when you really sort of sit, sit and think about it. Hmm. Do you know that beyond the Safe Schools Initiative, between 2009 and today, the hmm. federal government of Nigeria has spent 12 trillion naira on education. Hmm. So I just do not understand it. You know, for you know, when these abductions happen, right. you sort of look at so many things. Mm. One of the things that I can never get over every time I see those schools in which those children have been abducted from, you wonder what is going on. You even look at some of the children, how malnourished some of them look. Right. You understand what I'm saying, including mm. those that have been, you know, went were away for like a day or two. Mm. When um, Chibok happened. When um, they showed us the dormitories, girls were sleeping on springs with mats. Hmm. No mattress. Oh, boy. Children are going to school with no shoes. They're going to school with no books. These are the ones that we've managed to put in school. Hmm. Then in certain parts of northern Nigeria, there are children who 70% to 75%, I'm not saying 17, one seven, I mean 70, hmm. 75, have not seen the inside walls of a former classroom. Hmm. So the, this is a travesty that we must not allow to continue. I said it when Chibok happened, and I'll continue to say it. We must begin to look inward at a society mm. that refuses to acknowledge that it is a problem when we do not educate 70 to 75% of our children. Mm. What kind of future generation of Nigerian children. Do you understand? Mm. And what kind of future are we providing for those children? Can you imagine anybody trying to survive mm. in 2021 with no education? It's unthinkable. What kind of choices are we making for them? <laughs> it is really a travesty. Um, the Safe Schools Initiative, like everything else, has you know, and gone or which is quite unfortunate. Right. But let's even say we were even focusing on what we are spending, you know, within, you know, our own budget. Let's even say within Nigeria. Yeah. What are we doing with all that money that is meant to go to education? Right. How difficult can it be to educate children? Hmm. 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 And, and, and Mrs. Yibodi, I I'm also thinking too that when the children, you know, the ones who um, regain their freedom, whether it's with a Chibok or a Jangebe or Kankara, have um, gone back home and um, the parents have fettered them saying that, uh, welcome back home. The hardest thing I'm thinking is to go back to those schools knowing that there is no guarantee that it will not reoccur. Um, how do we go around this one? In fact, it's one of the things we faced in Chibok. Mm. For the first two years, it was a battle. 
you know, the younger siblings would refuse to go to school. They said that the older siblings were abducted. They are not going to go to school. The parents didn't want the children to go to school. And it was one of the things that, you know, uh, you know, we kept pushing. You have to let these children go back to school. You cannot let terrorism win. Hmm. The same thing in um, Dapchi. You know, right. um, with um, the Dapchi girls, you know that even though all of them were returned, the parents were really afraid. Mm. And, you know, you have to understand that these are rural communities, yeah. right? right? So, which means that their um, exposure to the value of education mm. is even more limited than those who live in the urban communities. But mm. despite that, mm. they're mm. willing to take that chance. Mm. Most of them eke you know, can hardly, you know, eke out a, a, a decent, you know, living. Mm. But they are willing to sacrifice mm. for their children to go to school. Mm. So which means that we, the society and the government, are the ones failing our own end of the bargain. If these people are willing, under these very harsh circumstances, to put their children in school, right, then we are failing them. Mm. 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 Absolutely. We are failing them if they cannot get back to school. In case you just joined us on 99.3 Nigeria Info, this is um, it's one of the most difficult topics to have. But um, we must have it so that um, we know that um, at some point we can point fingers and say, you have to do X, Y, and Z. Aisha Oyebode is co-founder of the Bring Back Our Girls group and that. Um, and the seven years after the, the Chibo girls were abducted, don't forget at least 110 of those girls still remain in the captivity of the terror group, uh, Boko Haram. Uh, we'll go on a quick break very soon. I'm going to crave your indulgence, Mr. Yebode, so that um, um, we will go and then we'll come back and then you can still have uh, some time with us um, to take questions because the number of questions I see coming up on WhatsApp, 0809-597-5805, uh, on Twitter at Nigeria Info FM, hashtag Nigeria Info HF. You can also send us uh, messages on Facebook, on, on YouTube. We're streaming this um, live. Um, before we go on that break, or, or let's just go on the break and then we come back and uh, Mr. Yebode would uh, look at some other important parts of it. Important players or actors in this entire horror playing out before us are parents of the Chibok girls uh, who have waited, many of them, for years now. We understand that there have uh, been also some parents who have lost their lives uh, during this wait. Um, just help update us on what exactly the Bring Back Our Girls group uh, does with um, family members who are waiting for their loved ones to get back. All right. Uh, 99.3 Nigeria Info. We will be right back. Welcome back. And this will take us till the top of the hour on uh, the big hat fact. We're looking at seven years after the Chibok abductions, 276 girls taking the dead of the night 
Uh, Aisha Yubo, the co-founder of Bring Back Our Girls Group, has, you know, told us just how they just stumbled into this and uh, a watershed event in the country's history just opened up the flanks and um, exposed the porous nature of the country's security. We're talking still on. Years later, over a ten of uh, one hundred and ten of those girls still remain in the captivity of uh, Boko Haram. Oh eight oh nine five nine seven five eight oh five is number on WhatsApp for you to connect with us. Uh, questions you have on Twitter, we've seen many of them. Uh, you can send at Nigeria Info FM. We're streaming this live on Facebook as well as on uh, YouTube. Um, I, I you, but before, before we get to the parents of the children who uh, the Bring Back Our Girls group has been in contact with for all of these years and. Um, I mean, the nation owes the group a, a great depth of gratitude into what what ha, what they've done all these years in keeping this at the front burner and uh, making sure that our humanity is still intact in knowing that um, there's still people who think so much and can endure on a long course such as this without um, wavering. Um, the, the the abductions that have happened in a number of states in the in the country um, have seen the state governors react in sometimes uh, what has been described as haphazard or knee-jerk reaction saying that all the boarding schools be shot or you'd have only day schools happen local government shot you know you know it's been hasn't been consistent in the way the the stick has been uh, um, used in defining how they're going to deal with the insecurity where schools are concerned Hello. Yeah. I, yes. Yeah. Exactly. So I was asking. So what? What? What do you make of it, Mister um, um, Yebodi? Uh, you see, I just can't understand why, mm. after so long, we are not able to connect the dots. Mm. You know, um, there are those who are, sort of want to consign what's happening in some of the other states to what they call bandits and banditry mm. uh, and so on. Right. But I tell them to hark him back. Mm to years before the abductions in Chibok. When Boko Haram started, hmm. there were also various elements of it. So you had the religious fundamentalists. Right. You had elements of, you know, some, you know, banditry, um, elements of um, political um, um, agitations, right. you know, all of those things. And then one day, they all fused together. And so it's not anything unusual. What tends to happen with this kind of criminal element is that as time progresses, it becomes much more organized. Mm. And we've seen that even with the way Boko Haram has morphed. Mm. You know, and if you don't understand mm. the nature of the beast, how do you want to tackle it? Very true. You know, if you look at even Boko Haram, when they abducted the Chibokos, like I said, it was more of, you know, they just, it was opportunistic. They just stumbled into those girls. Mm. But then they then realized, and that's not to say that they had not been kidnapping and abducting women and girls before then. I want that to be made clear mm. as well. Mm. So the Chibokos, there was an outcry because of the sheer numbers. You understand, right. you know, 300 plus girls in one place and 276 were abducted. Mm. So I think that was, um, that is the um, reason why Chibok resonated so much with um, all of us. Mm. But in terms of um, abduction of women and girls, it had been ongoing. Mm. But as time progressed, Boko and I now started to realize that there was actually a role for women and girls within their organization. Right. 
Now, these roles started with the victim roles. Women and girls were like domestic slaves. They were sexual slaves. They were what we call, you know, like spoils of war. Mm. You know, so they were rewards for their young men, Mm. you know, who Mm. were their foot soldiers. Mm. And the reason why educated girls were also interesting for them was Mm. that these foot soldiers, under normal circumstances, Mm. these girls were above their station. So they would offer them educated girls. Mm. So it was Mm. purely instrumental. Mm. But gradually, they then started to see that actually there's a different role Mm. that women can play. And so we call that almost like a sort of like a perpetrator role because then they started realizing that they could use women as spies, as gun runners. Mm. They're using them to smuggle ammunition because women could go into places where men could no longer go into in that kind of conflict. You know, if Mm. a group of men show up, you know, they get searched and so on and so forth. But the most painful one, And this is the one I just cannot get my mind around is what we call a sort of almost like a victim to perpetrator role is that you know that in the entire history of the world, mm. Boko Haram has used the most number of women and girls as suicide bombers. Very true. In the entire history of the world. That's over 400 women and girls in the last seven to eight years. Hmm. Now, before Boko Haram, the, only, the organization that had the highest record Mm. of using women as suicide bombers were the Tamil Tigers of Sri Lanka. Mm. In 10 years, the Tamil Tigers used less than 60 women and girls, and the world was as and aghast. Boko Haram has used over 400 women and girls. Mm. And, you know, life has not stopped for us. Mm. But are, So where I'm going with this is that if we do not study and understand the nature of that we're not going to be able to deal with it. And I do not understand how a country like Nigeria we will not put our best mind right. in intelligence and security. Right. I just don't get it. Hmm. And especially if the demography that is at most risk now is right. our children hmm. in school. Hmm. hmm. This is really sad. I'm, I'm thinking, because I remember when uh, Muhammad Buhari was sworn in 2015, he had said they were going to investigate and get to the bottom of the origins of this terror organization, you know, where its funding was coming from, where its recruitment was happening, the entire structure. But we still haven't scratched the surface uh, because as we speak, um, it's morphed into the swap and different things, and the terror has spread even into other West African and neighboring uh, countries. But um, I show you, but with the Bring Back Our Girls group, you've also been in touch with the parents. Unfortunately, we hear that um, at least one report says uh, 20 or more parents may have died while they have been waiting for um, their loved ones to return. I think the number is closer to double that. Wow. Um, yeah, wow. Um, the numbers are, 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 are growing, you know, um, right on a daily basis. Um and it's because, you know, there's a lot of heartbreak. Um, you know, seven years is, mm. is a long time to wait for your child and not to know what happened. And I think even more traumatic is when you know that they were abducted by a terrorist group. And also there, have girls, there are girls who have come back to tell us 
you know, the circumstances under which they were held. And I'm not even just referring to just the Chipotle that have been rescued or that have escaped. I'm talking about the um, women and girls across the northeast. Now it's moving to the northwest mm. who have been abducted. Mm. With um, every Chipotle that comes back, we're looking at girls that come back in their hundreds. When they return them, they return them in truckloads. Mm. You know, and that is what also is just, you know, incredulous about all of this. Mm. So, you know, it's not surprising that the parents are going to be broken. Mm. You know, there's nobody, Mm. there's nobody that this will happen to. Mm. Mm. And, you know, Mm. they will not be broken, especially if you do not have closure. Mm. And by closure, I mean every single girl. And I'm not just talking again about Chibok. Must be account every, in fact, not every single girl, alone. every single woman, mm. child, mm. man that has been adopted. Mm. You know, in the last, you know, since this insurgency began, must be um, accounted for. How do we find people who, if we don't know who they are, mm. we can't not even count how many we've lost. It is really, really confounding. And honestly, we need to, you know, even though a lot of the time my frustration is towards those in authority, but I even wonder about us as a society. Right. Because in truth, you know, sometimes we hear of these mantras and people say things like, you know, the Americans say things like, oh, you know, we'll leave no man behind. And, you know, you say, oh, it's just one person. But mm. no, it is not just one person. Mm. It is one person that belongs to them, to their society, to their community. Do you understand what I'm saying? And until we get to that point where we say every Nigerian, every single Nigerian counts, Mm. we're going to continue to face these issues. Mm. And for those that are abducting our children, if we have a zero tolerance policy for it, if they know, we will go after them. For every single person, every single child they take, you know that they will decide, actually, you know, this is not worth our while. Let's go and yeah. try some other form of crime. Absolutely. It's a red line. You cannot do that and you expect to go scot-free. Okay. Exactly. Let's open the phone lines. I'll take maybe a, a one or two calls. Aisha Oyebode, co-founder, Bring Back Our Girls Group, with us on this um, seventh year anniversary of the abduction of the Chibok girls 0700-993-993-993 when you connect it through um, just go straight to the point you've got questions or comments we'll do it as quickly as possible because we're out almost out of time um, may I ask actually what happened to the daily sit outs um, someone is asking Tayo from Ikurudu uh, there have been worse situations under this current administration and he's saying nothing has happened uh, the sit outs at the Unity Fountain um, so about it is still uh, going on? Yes, they're still going on. And also, well, you know, now with um, COVID, mm. a lot of the things have gone uh, virtual. In Lagos, right. too, we used to meet um, every Saturday, but now we do it um, virtually via mm. Zoom. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. So that's for you. Um, I, I know the one in Lagos has been, I, I do stumble on them sometimes. So um, at the, um, I think uh, the, um, uh, this is at Falomore Roundabout, right? Yes, Good. absolutely. Yeah, yes. so I've, cost, I've, I've stumbled with them a couple of times um, there. Um, we will take, I think I can take this one call. Hello? Yeah, Chief Abo, good afternoon. Aha, good, good evening. Um, 
Yeah, madam, good afternoon, ma'am. Good afternoon. Yeah, madam, thank you very much. Um, Chief Obo, enough of uh, blame game. Mm. You know, there is this helicopter, I remember, during Marwa time. Hello, madam. So these people, how come nobody can find out where they are with those girls? Seven years now, you, I had you, right? Mm. Yes. Where are they with these girls? Mm. Well, Hello, ma'am. That's, that's what we're saying. Yeah. That's what, the same question that we're, we're asking. With, with all our military intelligence, for me now, preferring solution, there's this helicopter that Buba Marwa used some years back. That has this um, um, satellite light, very beam light, right? Mm. Take all this your mechanical whatever you are importing from America or getting from them. Do your uh, diligent uh, this thing, surveillance. Go to that place, beam them that light in the night. Mm. None of them will see. Then you 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 pick the the girls out of there. Then mm. you can do whatever you want to do with this girl. Seven years. If mm. I have my way, Chief Obo, I've been telling you, I will sue some set of people, three people in this government. Mm. And Nigerians are taking side. You hear what Madame said now? Mm. Why are we keeping quiet? Seven years. Mm. Nobody. Mm. We take side with this government and look at where we find ourselves. Oh. Two years down the line, I told Quadri, this mm. government this is not what they promised us. People mm. were calling me names. Today, look at where we are. Oh, Thank right. you, Madam. All right, uh, Christopher. Thank you very much. Um, taking one more call and... Um, um, all right, we can take in one call, and this is the final call. Uh, hello and good evening. Uh, kindly switch off the device you're listening with. Hello and good hello? evening. Yeah, we can hear you. What's your name, please, and where are you calling from? All right. Um, it looks like uh, he cannot connect. All right, I show you, buddy. Um, how time flies, and we, uh, we, we, we've gone past our, our time here, but... What would your closing thoughts be um, if we, if you look towards um, the eighth anniversary of Chibok? What would you say if you were going to paint a picture you'd want to see happen? Oh, the picture I'd want to see is the, all of the Chibok girls back, mm. um, all of the abducted women, girls, boys that have been abducted in the last 10 years or even beyond back. I want to begin to see a new standard of accountability mm. and responsibility, you know, and I'm talking about it from all of us, mm. you know, really as um, citizens mm. towards, you know, um, especially our, our children in school. But I also want to begin to see a difference in our approach to not just safety in schools, but mm. even education um, generally. Mm. It is a time to make it, we have to make it a priority. And the only way you can make it education a priority is if you can make sure that children can go to school safely. Right. So it's not enough to say we're going to build schools, buy books and all of that. Mm. No, mm. we want our children to be able to go to school safely. We did it. Our parents sent us off to boarding school. I don't think they took a look back, whether it was in the bush, in the village, in the town, they would just drop you. Mm. And they knew that at the end of the term, they would come and pick you up. The worst thing that could have happened, probably happened is that mosquitoes bit you. Very true. That's it. Mm. And why is that not happening now? That is what I want to see mm. in another year or so. All right, we'll leave it at that. Thank you very much, um, Aisha Oyobodik, uh, co-founder Bring Back Our Girls uh, group. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Really nice talking to you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for also listening in on um, the seven, uh, seven years um, anniversary of the Bring Back Our Girls. I'll end this um, with this message on WhatsApp from Moses on, on the island. And, and Moses says, 
my brother, we're just one wonderful country that is selfish, evilly tribal, and wickedly religious. We don't love ourselves as a nation. We don't watch ourselves as brothers and sisters. It's disheartening. Imagine how schools are poorly built and managed in northern parts of the country, how our girls are kidnapped, missing, raped, forced to be mothers. Hmm. We've learned nothing. We're just leaving. And I think it's a point of reflection to see how we can move from this point we're in to another. I mean, you see those pictures. I mean, those pictures cannot even be for what people want to reside in. How much more learn? You know, uh, we deserve better from government. We deserve and should ask and demand more from those who get into office, if or not. They should be there in the first instance and can deliver on the so-called dividends of democracy. And I think the worst consequence and tragedy of it all is to have children be in harm's way day in and day out. Not that they are learning, but to say that they escaped from the hands of terrorists on a daily basis like it was some part of their school syllabus. Heaven forbid. Huh? So, um, we'll leave it at that and uh, we'll continue to think about all the children who remain in captivity and begin to ask questions and hope things improve. Uh, a lot better from where we are. I mean, we can do better than what we are. We, we deserve better, most definitely. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, it'll be an opportunity for you to win 10,000 Naira in just a minute. Um, there will be the one to beat. I think it's six questions from um, Sonny's side. I believe we did listen in on that, and I wish you all the best. Best of luck when we come back. 99.3 Nigeria Info. I'm Aogo Obo. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Issues. We always run away from that. Don't let anybody who is in any business with you, don't let him second guess you. Our governors are not thinking. We don't even have local government chairmen. So, not to talk of the ones that we think. You have lawmakers who are more interested in what they would get from performing oversight functions that are actually making law and insisting that these laws will be obeyed. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Let's talk. Is it appropriate for a policeman to be searching through somebody's phone? No, 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 it, it, it is wrong. The problem that the lecturers have against IPPIS is very simple. Our lecturers, they are teaching, not teaching in the University of Lagos alone. They are teaching in other universities, private, public, state, all kind of universities. Now, this IPPIS will cut off this madness. So that is what they, they, they are against. No, they feel like the federal government is a corrupt government. So let them be chopping their own at the federal level, while the uh, university will be chopping their own at the university level, academic level. And they can't continue like that. Your reliable station for more information around Nigeria. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Let's talk. Hello, my name is Abdul. My friends ask me how I stay updated with current happenings around me despite my busy work schedules. Hmm, how oh, that's my secret. Everywhere I go, my radio, my radio goes, goes, with goes with me. In the morning on my way to work and even in the office, I'm always tuned in to 99.3 Nigeria Info. It keeps me going through the craziness of my everyday. My radio is my best friend. My radio is 99.3 Nigeria Info. Just a minute, just a minute on 99.3 Nigeria Invest. All right, uh, welcome back. And uh, you know what it is. And uh, <laughs> uh, this is the opportunity for you to win 
10,000 10,000 Naira. So, um... Are you a salary earner and experiencing salary delays? In need of school fees, loan, or house rent? Does your business need expansion and you've got no money? Do you need a car or equipment for personal or business use? Worry no more. With Creditville Auto Lease and Flexible Loan Products, you are just a call away from achieving your financial goal. Simply dial 0805-510-0010. You can also send us an email via info at creditville.ng or log on to www www.creditville.ng Creditville, financing you for a good life. to meet up your goals for the year? Then here's the good news. Goals are easily achieved by choosing Creditville as a reliable credit assistance. Creditville is accessible and reliable at all times. With Creditville, interest rates are affordable, repayment plan is flexible, disbursement is processed within 24 hours. These and many more are the reasons why you should choose Creditville as your accessible and reliable financial partner. For more information, log on to www.creditville.ng. You can also send Send us an email via info at creditville.ng and you can give us a call on 080-55100010. Creditville. Loans. Investment. Leasing. All right. You heard it once. You heard it twice. And um, Creditville um, powering uh, just a minute and uh, uh, a great investment you should check out. Like you're checking out just a minute. Mm? So to beat... And for you to see if you can be the winner of 10,000 Naira for today, you'll have to beat Zurakat Mustafa. Uh, six questions you got correctly. And uh, let's see where this one takes you to. Uh, hello and good evening. Hello. All right. Are you ready to play just a minute? Yes. You ready? All right. If you're yes. ready, we're ready. Let's go. This is just a minute. All right, the acronym UNICEF stands for what? Uh, 